The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed in thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 31 on page 375. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle. Be thou also my guide, and leave me in thy name's sake. Draw me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. And to thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. I have hated them that hold of lying vanities, and my trust hath been in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and hast known my soul in adversaries. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, but hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble, and mine eye is consumed for very heaviness, yea, my soul and my body. For my life was waxen old with heaviness, and my years with mourning. My strength faileth me because of my iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I became a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors. And they of mine acquaintance were afraid of me, and they that did see me without conveyed themselves from me. I am clean forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the blasphemy of the multitude and fears on every side. 
will they conspire together against me and take their counsel to take away my life. But my hope hath been in thee, O Lord. I have said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies, and from them that persecute me. Show thy servant the light of thy countenance, and save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be confounded, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the ungodly be put to confusion, and be put to silence in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which cruelty disdainfully and despitefully speak against the righteous. Oh, how plentiful is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, and that thou hast prepared for them that put their trust in thee, even before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the covenant of thine own presence from the plotting of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in thy tabernacle from the strife of tongues. Thanks be to the Lord, for he has showed me marvelous great kindness in a strong city. But in my haste I said, I am cast out of thy sight of thine eyes. Nevertheless thou heardest the voice of my prayer when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth them that are faithful and plenteously rewardeth the proud doer. Be strong, he shall establish your heart, all ye that put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth chapter of the book of Ezra. Then the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edo, prophets, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. So Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Jehozadak, rose up and began to build the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, helping them. This is a copy of the letter that Tatanai sent. The governor of the region beyond the river, and Shether Bosnai, and his companions, the Persians who were in the region beyond the river, to Darius the king, they sent a letter to him in which was written thus, To Darius the king, all peace, let it be known to the king that we went into the province of Judea, to the temple of the great God, which is being built with heavy stones, and timber is being laid in the walls, and this work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders, and spoke thus to them, Who commanded you to build this temple and finish these walls? We also asked them their names to inform you, that we might write the names of the men who were chief among them. And thus they returned to us an answer, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and completed. But because our fathers provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this temple and carried the people away to Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to build this house of God. Also, the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple that was in Jerusalem and carried into the temple of Babylon, those King Cyrus took from the temple of Babylon, and they were given to one named Sheshbazar, whom he had made governor. 
And he said to him, Take these articles, go, carry them to the temple site that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its former site. Then the same Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. But from that time, even until now, it has been under construction, and it is not finished. Now, therefore, if it seems good to the king, let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there in Babylon, whether it is so that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to build this house of God at Jerusalem, and let the king send us his pleasure concerning this matter. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth chapter of the book of Acts. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him to, into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise, and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in Thee, mercifully accept our prayers, because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without Thee. Grant us the help of Thy grace, that in keeping Thy commandments we may please Thee, both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto Thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time as rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. We start off with our Old Testament lesson from Ezra, where we are <clears throat> getting an account, a, a history of the rebuilding of the Second Temple. And, you know, we've seen, you know, over, over these past few nights, these letters going back and forth between the kings and the governors and what's going on here in in Jerusalem and how they're rebuilding this this second temple as we'll recall that the in essence because of the 
faithlessness of the people of Israel. They were carried away into captivity into Babylon, and their, the, the first temple, Solomon's temple, was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And all the, the accoutrements inside the temple, all the, the vessels, all the, the finery was taken away. And, but Nebuchadnezzar was not the, the end of the story. You know, then you have the rise of Cyrus and then eventually Darius and then Artaxerxes and all these different kings. And through it all, it is the faithfulness of that faithful remnant that remains, who remain true to the, the one true God that through them, all of Israel will be restored. And so there, this, this faithful group is called to, by God to return to, from exile and to rebuild the temple. Yet they face opposition all the time. And eventually they'll, they'll have to stop for a time and then they're able to restart. And this is an important lesson for us in that we are often called by God to do things, but just because he wants us to do something doesn't mean that we're not going to face opposition. It's not going to go all perfectly all the time, easily all the time. We're going to have to endure, and that's the important part in our relationship with God is our endurance, our willingness to continue in our faithfulness to continue in our prayer, having confidence in God and his words to us to endure the trials that we'll face because these trials are just the trials of this world and we'll face them no matter what. At least when we're following God's plan, we have him with us, strengthening us and guiding us. And so it's always important to remain faithful through these, these, this opposition. And so that brings us to our, our New Testament lesson where we, we see the intensity that Christians face these same trials in the, in the, the personage of Saul. Saul was a, a scholar. He knew the, 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 the Hebrew scriptures inside and out. He was very devout. And as such, when he heard of this new sect coming up for him, these Christians claiming these, these stories about the Messiah, he felt it was his duty to persecute them with all his might. He wanted to defend what he, his own personal image of who God was. And so he went at it with a, uh, a ferocity and an intensity. And yet, he, when he goes onto the road to Damascus and sees this, this blinding light and has Jesus talk to him, Jesus, truly God, there's an immediate conversion in him. And I've always taken this to mean that, you know, in an attempt to persecute the church, he had to understand what the church was teaching. So he knew all the, the teachings about Christ. He just did not believe them. 
and so he saw them as dangerous. When he is confronted with the truth, he had at least a part of him was decent and and trusting of God enough to allow himself to be changed by what he saw. He received this vision of who God truly is, that Jesus truly was the Messiah. He was who he said he was. And that changed everything. That changed his understanding of this, the gospel stories that he'd heard. And it changed his understanding of the Hebrew scriptures. And so that's always an important thing for us to remember is this the importance of of our willingness to be changed by God. You know, our religion is for nothing if it doesn't change us, if it doesn't affect us, if it doesn't alter our entire lives, because our entire lives are fundamentally different in Christ. And so those are always important things to remember and always is incumbent upon us to always remain humble and to always allow ourselves to be changed and to be transformed by God, because that is the 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 reason why we have hope in Christ is to be changed and become truly children of God. Just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We we'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page five ninety. And we'll take a moment to call to mind our own prayers and intentions. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better mind. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday night. Thank you, Deacon John. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. <laughs>